we're on a road and I might be on a different place in that road, but I'm on a road with you of figuring out why I can't do the things that I wanna do. Why am I personally still morally broken and ethically broken? And what do I do with that? How do I get better? And is there a God who wants a personal relationship with me who's willing to help me get better and do better and be better? Because don't we all want that? This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, the church, and the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we continue expanding our apologetics toolbox as we start to wrap up our multi-series focus on the book, Searching for God. This episode is part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, about the resources we provide, and the larger work that we are doing all at studywithfriends.org. Do you want to keep going down the road? But let's make sure we go back to your original question. Um, I mean, you can answer that since it's a simple answer, but then I have a question that... What's a simple answer? To the... Oh, it's not, it's a, not a simple answer. Can well, you be a, a Christian answer. and pro-choice? I want to develop it because that's what we're trying to workshop here is how to develop my relationship with you as I develop your understanding of God's desire for order and the way that we respect each other's lives and it's a little more complicated but i mean i i can do it i think okay i'll ask my other question first and then see okay and then yeah we'll circle back like we did with yours we 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 kept we had to come back we had to we had to take a few offshoots yeah to make Mm. sure that we were really really doing the question justice so how would you back to when you brought up the death penalty that made me think so how would you explain a christian that or anyone really that's pro-life but pro-death penalty how would i explain it i'm sorry i don't mean to laugh that felt rude and i apologize i laugh because i feel like people often ask me how i explain other christians (laughs) and that's hard for me to do because i can only explain myself and even then not always so if i could rephrase your question i might feel like i was on better footing if you're asking can a person hold to pro-life and pro-death penalty according to scripture? Is that what you're asking? Or do you, are you, maybe I should say better, do I believe that scripture endorses pro-life and pro-death penalty? You can answer both. Okay. I feel like, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question first so that I understand how to answer your question. Why are you asking what I believe? Are you curious about my belief system? Or are you curious about the debate that sort of happens outside me and you and like culturally people who are Christians and people who are not Christians? Are you trying to engage the debate or are you actually trying to learn about my personal belief system? Either one is fine. I just want to understand how to best serve you in the context of your question. I think a little bit of both because for the belief, it's kind of in my opinion, contradictory to be pro-life and pro-death penalty. So should we just pick one? Like it's personal or it's cultural? Like I could answer it from a debate standpoint, but I don't like to debate with my friends. I like to be relational with my friends. So if if, I, if you're saying both and I'm going to have the permission to pick, I'd rather tell you about my personal <laughs> my personal journey and my personal beliefs. And, and I don't purport to say that this is the official line of any particular church. This is just over lots and lots of years of being in relationship with Christ and letting him do work in me and reading the Bible and trying to understand it, this is what I believe. I prefer the personal. Okay. Pausing for a moment to say people can argue with your argument, but they can't argue with your testimony. 
So when you get into a dicey area, it's a really smart thing to direct them back into. This is what I believe. And I'm just telling you what I believe. And I'd love to lay out for you like why I believe it and show you the Bible if that's something you're open to. But I also confess that like I can't speak for every Christian and people are, this is a legitimate question because people are divided on it. But all I can tell you is what I believe. And so at the end of the day, what's she going to say? You can't believe that? That's wrong? I mean, she's not going to say that. So I'm just going to try to put a stone in her shoe as far as the answers to the question and how a person could sustain those two things and still feel not hypocritical. But I've, I've set the table for her to have to walk away and just take that as I'm not speaking for the culture. I'm not speaking for the church. I'm speaking for myself. And I'm acknowledging people disagree on this. So I just wanted to take a pause and like clock that with you. Back into role play. Scene. Okay. <laughs> so actually, aren't you supposed to say scene when it's over? I don't know. Whatever. Role. Whatever. Action. Personally, I have grappled with this. For a long time, I really was against the death penalty. I still really am. But I, I better understand the reason why people lean on the Bible to say the death penalty is appropriate. The Bible flatly says that a person who commits certain sins should be brought to justice by the taking of their life. That feels harsh. It feels like it's in contradiction with a God who loves and forgives. But I also have begun to really understand that we have to balance this loving God with a God of justice. And perfect love requires perfect justice. And that is really hard and complicated to wrap your brain around. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around it. And, and I kind of hate the idea of one person making the decision to take another person's life because I know that people are flawed and broken. And I think it's smart that in our country we have a system where one person doesn't decide that, but a group of your peers. So I think it's good that we have some checks and balances to keep that from going off the rails. I think it's good that we have checks and balances that each state gets to decide whether the death penalty is appropriate or not. Like, I think it's good that we have liberty because this is a really hard topic and it's a really hard thing. And so if I'm purely thinking about the God I serve, who is a just God, I could see where it's really appealing to me. And I could say, like, if someone hurt you, who I love, or someone who hurts my husband, who I love, or if someone who hurts my children, like, kills them, will I think that justice is served if they also are are put to death that's just and measured appropriately against the crime they committed yeah but theoretically it's hard to think about a human taking another human's life because at the end of the day we didn't give that life and I it's hard for me to feel like it's okay to take it that's how I feel about suicide too I feel like that's not up to you whether you live or die it's up to God so for me that part wins out when it comes to pro-life it's easier for me to say I know it's hard and there have been there can be circumstances that are horrible that cause a woman to become pregnant. Unfortunately, I still don't think she should terminate the pregnancy. However, I also think that as a church and a and a people of faith, we should be doing better to care for the mothers who choose not to do that. We should be caring better for the children and the mothers who are trying to do the single parenting or who are trying who need to put that child up for adoption. We need to do better. So I think one place that we fall down as a as a church community is we scream about pro-life, but then we leave the mother on her own. And so for me, these are complex issues that 
require us to do better in a lot of ways than than we seem to be able to do in our society. But biblically, I think a person could stand on the word of God with respect to justice and the death penalty and also the honoring of life when it comes to pro-life. I don't feel super hypocritical, even though I could see where someone would, would think that it but it, it's not an easy road and it's something that requires a lot of internal like soul searching. Like, what do I really think about this? And I, I happen to have in my close circle someone who was adopted and who was the product of uh, rape. And that was not a consensual sexual act. And yet this mother made a decision to have that child. And so I don't say that lightly. I'm not being trite when I say that is awful, but I still think it's not appropriate to terminate that that baby's life because God made a decision that that life would be given. And I, I just, it's hard for me to think it's okay for us to say, nah, for any reason. So I know it's a hard thing and, and I respect people who disagree with me and Christians can hold all different kinds of beliefs and it's up to really God to work through with them like he did with me uh, where he wants each individual to stand and I think that's all I can tell you is my personal journey scene (laughs) (laughs) okay so is that helpful yes and I really did a lot of disarming there and I as I said at the beginning I did I focused on the personal and not on the cultural argument because I just really wanted to diffuse the hot button that that is especially like I'm talking to her but when we talk to women our age you may be talking to someone who did have an abortion Mm -hmm. and so you've got to be really careful and that's why I said what I said about the tiny little anecdote of I know a person Mm -hmm. I want to come back to what you just said before we started the episode but first I want to make sure that she has her question fully satisfied just to keep things organized and make sure that we don't leave any loose ends because the nature of this kind of conversation is it leads a lot of different directions and I'm trying to equip the body and I don't want to leave any loose ends that God has raised up and asked us to cope with so I just want to I'm just keep checking in Mm -hmm. about that because I want to make sure that although you can always send us an email or comment in in any whatever channel you're uh, receiving this you can always let us know if we miss something we would love to converse with you on these issues but for the responsibility I have right now I just need to understand if I mostly satisfied what you raised so far I think just circling it back to the original question well yeah the original question of can I be pro-choice and a Christian okay so I I said a little bit about that at the very end uh, which was Christians hold a lot of different beliefs and these are difficult things to wrestle with and so um, I think that Christians certainly hold a lot of different ideas about different things I'm convinced that pro-life is a biblical view. Not every Christian is convinced of that. It's up to God to declare in their lives and in their spirit, whether that's sin and whether he needs to deal with it. I'm convinced that to take the life of an unborn child is a sin. I'm convinced of that. And so from my personal perspective, that would be a Christian who says I'm pro choice would be condoning a sin because I I'm personally convicted that it would be it is wrong to take the life of an unborn child. I know that some, again, some Christians believe, well, life hasn't begun yet or whatever. And so I'm not going to get into all that of like, yes, but that person would be living in sin. 
what I can tell you is that what we said earlier when we were talking about some of the uh, biblical ethics, it's really up to God to work on the heart of a believer. If we are in earnest pursuing God and his justice and his love and his rules and his ethics and not rules, the, the ways that he designed us to live and, and be in relationship with ourselves, our body and each other and him, he works these things out in us on his time, according to his purposes for his bigger plan. And, uh, and so I just, you know, prayerfully, if people are struggling with this, I would just be prayerful about it. Say, God, just, I want to follow you. Show me the right way. If that's your heart, then you got to be open to, you might not be on the right path right now. If it's not your heart, then there's a different conversation. I love you, God, but I don't want to follow X, Y, and Z. That's a different conversation. They'll both happen. I mean, I, I'm guilty of, I love you, but I don't want to follow X, Y, and Z. So whatever your X, Y, and Z is and my X, Y, and Z, we are all doing that. I, I do it all. I'm, I'm doing it right now. I, I told you I'm, I'm a mess. Right now I'm a mess. I'm struggling with wrong things and wrong thoughts even in this conversation. I will do it a hundred more times before I go to bed. And so far be it from me to, to take the speck out of somebody else's eye while God's still working on the log in mine. But this is what I, this is what through prayer, reading of the Bible, understanding the science, understanding personal stories, experiencing personal stories. This is where I've come to believe what God has in mind for protection and preservation of life that's been given to us to steward. But I'm also a mom, so that weighs in a lot, you know. Okay, it's up to God to decide where to correct and when. I don't know. That feels like a dodge. It's I don't mean it to be. I don't think it's a dodge because, like, you can't necessarily say yes. I mean, I mean it to you as the pretend partner. I don't mean it as a dodge. Like, I'm not trying to squirt out of that question. Mm. I've given you my personal beliefs, and I'm, I stand on them. I'm not gray. But I also really I'm going to always say as a Christ attempting to be a Christ honoring person, I have to lead with love first. I can't say, Oh, you do this. So you're wrong. Oh, you believe this. So you're, you're worse than me. That's just not what it's about being a Christian. So whenever we get into these really difficult things, it's really helpful for, for me to like take a wide angle lens and be like, how do I love this person and not judge them? I think that was good because also you didn't say like, yes, you can be pro-choice and Christian, but you're wrong. And you'll find out soon. Yeah. Like you just yeah. That's not left. It. That's not going to be helpful for the long-term relationship. Yeah. And it, it shows, I think it, well, what I'm trying to do is show that I'm on the journey with you, mm-hmm. that we aren't on opposite sides of a thing. We're on a road and I might be on a different place in that road, but I'm on a road with you of figuring out why I can't do the things that I want to do. Why am I personally still morally broken and ethically broken? And what do I do with that? How do I get better? And is there a God who wants a personal relationship with me who's willing to help me get better and do better and be better? Because don't we all want that? And so if I show you that I'm on the journey with you, it's that common ground that we were talking about. And and that I've, I've become your teammate and not your enemy in this conversation. And I think that's so important to hold on to. So going back to kind of what I was thinking about, again, that hypocrisy thing is a big one for me because I get that one a lot mm-hmm. with my generation and the people of my peers. So it, it is very much like... Are you millennial? I'm 40. What is that? I don't know. I'm not good with the numbers. So I'm, that's where I am. So you hear the hypocrisy. So yes, I am millennial, actually. I'm like millennial 
Jen Cuspy. Yeah, I, I am. I'm okay. <laughs> um, but that's one where it's like, and it's one I've grappled with myself. Like, yeah. am I, am I a hypocrite? Mm-hmm. You know, because there have been times that I have heard one side of the argument and be like, oh, that's actually a really good way to look at it. And I, I didn't think about it from that person's shoes. Yeah. I was only thinking about it from my own shoes. And when you put yourself in someone else's shoes, sometimes the picture is very much a different story. And I try to do that. And I want to surround myself with people who don't think just like me. Yeah. And I want to hear other perspectives. So I, I liked where you went with that, with where Caitlin's original question was of, you know, can I be, can I be pro-choice and also be a Christ follower? Yeah. Because oh, So what she's saying is she's calling your question, am I hypocrite if I exactly blank. Yeah. And Excuse not me. someone else calling me a hypocrite, but am I in my own yeah. heart? Like, so almost. can I ask you a question? Why do you think it feels like hypocrisy? Because. By the way, that would be a question I would I ask if someone said, doesn't it seem like a person is a hypocrite if they this and also that, which is a lot of stuff. Right. This is a hard recording, by the way. Like this, well, is You guys a, this are doing is, great. This is a hard yeah. one. Because it's making us. But it's such good work. It's challenging. It's such good work. Let's open it up. Why do you think. The word hypocrisy comes into play. I think that's a stone in the shoe. To ask about the word hypocrisy? No, like to ask that question. So mm-hmm. I asked the question of, can I be pro-choice and Christian? Christian, mm-hmm. because I think it would be like, like I would be a hypocrite if I were to do so. And then you ask me the question of like, why do you think that? And then it kind of puts like the pebble in your shoe because you're like, why do I think that? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, so maybe I shouldn't be. Oh. I'm so yeah. proud of you because she understood why mm-hmm. I asked the question and how the question can force the person to re-examine their own beliefs. One of the things that I think strong apologists remind us about is that a lot of the people we're in conversation with don't have deeply held beliefs. Mm-hmm. And if you just start to help them examine their beliefs, if you just encourage them to go below the surface a little on their own stuff, that's what we're talking about. Like, have you examined that? And you can't say it that way, but you can ask questions that force them to recognize they actually have not. They don't really know why they say or think that. So, so good. That's really good. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of driving at. Like, what does the word hypocrisy mean to you? Because for me, I think about hypocrisy, and it, that's like them's fighting words, you know? Right, and I don't right. want to be someone who is hypocritical. Like, that hypocritical and hypocrisy... That is a negative term. Mm -hmm. And so we want to, we as people in this culture want to really avoid anything that even smacks of hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. And so, and also when we see it in someone else, we want (sighs) to judge it. I mean, and I think that unfortunately in the culture right now, some people call this a post-Christian culture. And what that means is that the culture used to be formally identify itself more generally as, yeah, I'm a Christian, even if it didn't really mean anything. They would just adopt that name, and people don't do that anymore. There is a shift in the view of who Christians are and what they're all about and and how the culture should interact with them. And I think hypocrisy is in the top five of the favorites Mm -hmm. to throw at the Christian. And so I think it's important for us to take a minute to talk about the idea of hypocrisy, whether that's really what's happening. Um, When you see a Christian who is going to church on Sunday and not living out the life that 
you think Christians are supposed to live. There's a lot of problems with that assumption. It's also, you call yourself a Christian, right? Like, you're not behaving right now as, as Jesus did. Like, that's the, that's the gist, right? Like, you're not being Jesus right now. Right. And, um, and so I think it's, it's good and helpful and important for us to embrace that and be like, yeah, I'm never mm-hmm. getting it right. I just diffuse it mm-hmm. and, and just own it. I am never getting it right. There's not been a day, there will not be a day that I draw breath that I get it 100% right. But I'm working on it. Right. And my relationship with Christ and my understanding of the Bible has exponentially helped me with that. Mm-hmm. How can you argue with that? Right, you can't. And then it just takes the wind out of this hypocrisy sails mm-hmm. for yourself and for others, you know? The, I feel like hypocrisy, the word is just such an easy grab. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of the most, I don't know, I'm just taking a wild stab, but, you know, it's probably one of the most closely correlated words with Christianity, mm-hmm. you know, especially for non-believers yeah. to just, that's, that's, that's the go-to. Oh that's yeah. The sound bite. And the media it's loves the, it. Yep. A pastor yep. who's found out to have an affair. Oh yeah. A pastor who's oh, been yeah. abusive. Yep. Hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. Or sin. Right. Which we're all struggling with. Right. I mean, we're all hypocrites. Yes. Every single one of us. We're not though. We're, we're all broken right. and doing our best. Right. And I mean, I mean, if you really get, see, this is where my scrappy comes. So like if someone's really coming for you and saying you're such a hypocrite, I mean, you could legitimately be like, are you perfect? Mm -hmm. Should I judge you? Why are you judging me? Mm -hmm. Can you teach me how to be perfect? I will follow you instead of Jesus. Let's go. And, and, and how, (laughs) so don't do that. How did you get to that assumption? But how, yeah, how much this do you is like know about me? What the hypocrite. Last night? What the hypocrisy is like, you what? calling me a hypocrite. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's what I'm kind of. What's pointing. happening in my life? Yeah. Tell me, because you seem to know so yeah. much about. Yeah. Me. And what's happening in your life? Right. Instead of you examine and put, don't. Let's put both of us. If you're putting, putting me under the microscope, come on down there with me under yeah. the microscope. Come on, let's go together. Yeah. Like if you've got it figured out and you are perfect, I really want to understand how you're doing that. And at that point, and a lot here again with this generation uh, X and a, older, there's a lot of people who be like, I'm a really good person. Yeah, I am a good person. And that's where you could start to get into, you know, I mean, the Sermon on the Mount is a great place. Like Jesus redefined murder to anger. Do you never get angry? I mean, he redefined what it meant to be perfect and good person. Like we're all trying to be good people, but how good is good enough? And what does that mean? And so, yeah, there's a lot of different directions you can take it. And I, I again, I, I, I need to stay away from the scrappy, but, but I do think to encourage ourselves and each other, like I just say, don't accept that, that labeling. This program is produced by Study With Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. 
We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends. Thank you.